Domine Jesu. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. For today's intro, it, the Holy Ghost inspired the Church to open the second chapter of St. Paul's epistle to the Philippians. In the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those that are in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is in the glory of God the Father. It is the great crescendo movement that comes at the end of the Apostles' hymn in praise of the ennothingment and glorification of Christ, humble and obedient, even to the death of the cross. Now, this is the same introit that we shall sing on the Wednesday of Holy Week in the Stational Church of St. Mary Major, Rome's Bethlehem. That is, the basilica that enshrines the manger of the infant Christ. Even the melody is the same. It rises quickly from the lowliness of the infant Christ laid in the manger and over the words et omnis lingua confiteatur and let every tongue confess it soars to the uppermost reaches of the third mode. The glory of the holy name of Jesus breaks over the whole cosmos. It illuminates the heavens, it fills the earth, it causes the underworld to tremble in awe and in adoration. There is no place and no time <coughs> that remain untouched by the most holy name of Jesus. Nec est qui se abscondat a calore eius. None can escape its burning heat. Already, today, on the day before the Epiphany, we find ourselves in some way plunged into the mystery of the Paschal Triduum. For the same words will be sung, albeit to a different but equally triumphant melody, at the conclusion of the Christus Factus Est on Monday Thursday and again on Holy Saturday. The grace of the intro of today's Mass is twofold. It is first of all one of submission to the most holy name of Jesus. What does it mean to 
submit, to put oneself under the holy name of Jesus. It means that one accepts that the name of Jesus should exercise all its power over one's heart and in one's life. The name of Jesus is the miracle medicine, the antidote for coldness of heart, bitterness, sadness, fear, lust, greed, vengeance, and every manner of spiritual ill. Secondly, the intro it today offers to the one who sings it and to the one who hears it a grace of jubilation. One who knows what the name of Jesus is and what the name of Jesus does when it enters a man's heart and his life cannot but jubilate. <coughs> Jared Manley Hopkins comes closest, I think, to expressing jubilation in the name of Jesus in his rendering of the medieval rhythm Jesu Dulcis Memoria. And Jared Manley Hopkins puts it this way. To speak of that no tongue will do, nor letter suit to spell it true, but they can guess who have tasted of what Jesus is and what is love. Jesu, a springing well thou art, daylight to head, and treat to heart. And matched with thee, there's nothing glad that men have wished for or have had. Wish us good morning when we awake, and light us, Lord, with thy daybreak. Beat from our brains the thicky night, and fill the world up with delight. Who taste of thee will hunger more, who drink be thirsty as before. What else to ask they never know, but Jesus' self, they love him so. And a sweet singing in the ear, and in the mouth a honey zest, and drinks of heaven in the breast. The collect of today's Mass brings together elements inseparable in every human relationship, name and face. To pronounce a person's name is to evoke the image of his face. And to visualize a person's face is to evoke his name. The invocation of the most holy name of Jesus in this life will lead us most certainly to the contemplation of his countenance in heaven. In the epistle 
It is the prince of the apostles who, being filled with Pentecostal fortitude, confesses the name of Jesus in the presence of the princes and ancients of the people. Here is no shrinking, fearful Peter. Here is the new Peter, all ablaze with the Holy Ghost. And what does he say? There is no other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. The name Jesus means God saves. And so the gradual of today's Mass began with an impressive musical treatment of the very first word. Did you notice that? Salvos. Salvos fachnos. Save thou us. The emphasis being placed musically on the word save. In a way, familiar to sons of Saint Benedict. For in the Holy Rule, he attributes to Christ the sweet name of Father, and the verse of the gradual ascribes to the Lord Jesus the name of Father, soaring and amplifying the word noster that follows it. Listening carefully to the verse of the gradual today, we discover that the words pater noster et redemptor noster are its summit. And one almost hears, as in a kind of trope, the name of Jesus exalted in this way, Jesu pater noster. Jesu Redentor Noster. What is this, if not the Holy Ghost helping us in our infirmity? Unaided by the Holy Ghost who shapes our prayer through the sacred liturgy, we know neither what to say nor how to say it when we go to pray. Jesu Pater Noster. Jesu Redemptor The Alleluia verse essentially says this, that the vocation of the human person is to speak the praise of the Lord and bless his holy name. A life without the praise of God. We were created for the praise of God. A life without the praise of God is, well, it's the only tragedy, really. No man can achieve that for which he was created until he praises God. The praise that God awaits from men is released by the name of Jesus. And so we go to the gospel. Today's gospel is but a single verse, the shortest gospel. We had it also on January 1st. 
the shortest gospel of the year. Short, but it contains the name for which and around which the whole Mass and Divine Office are orchestrated today. It was the custom in former times to copy out this gospel on tiny pieces of parchment and to stitch them into little keepsakes. The French call them sachets, little keepsakes to be carried over one's heart. And these, it was called le petit évangile, the little gospel. Because it was believed that the gospel of the name of Jesus contains, in substance, all four gospels, in all their power and all their virtues. And so, Pious women used to stitch up these little, little keepsakes. And they would be blessed and distributed to the faithful, who would carry them on their person, and even apply them to their sick beasts. All sorts of remedies and miracles and deliverances took place by means of these little sacramentals. But that's just a footnote. The offertory antiphon flows out of the gospel the name of Jesus uttered in the Holy Gospel elicits the praise of the offertory antiphon. We shall sing it in just a few moments. And the words of the offertory today are addressed to Jesus. Quoniam tu domine, if you want to hear. Quoniam tu domine, Jesu, suavis et mitices, for thou, Lord, Jesus, art sweet and meek, et multe misericordiae omnibus invocantibus te. And for those who call upon thy name, abundant mercies. And the secret will tell us that the name of Jesus is the expression of his priestly mediatorship. It is enough for the name of Jesus to be invoked, for the divine majesty to be praised worthily, the ascending mediatorship of Christ the priest, and for men to be saved efficaciously, his descending mediatorship. The name of Jesus is the condensation <coughs> of his priesthood. And the communion antiphon is addressed directly to Jesus, who comes to us in the adorable sacrament of his body and blood. Today's communion antiphon is in some way a perfect expression of Eucharistic adoration. And it ends <coughs> very beautifully with a lyrical confession of faith that one just wants to repeat over and over again. The end of the communion antiphon today is Tu es Deus solus. Alleluia. Thou alone art God. Alleluia.
One could spend the whole day repeating that. Tu es Deus Solus. Alleluia. Thou alone art God. Alleluia. The repetition of this cadence of the communion antiphon hangs in the air long after the chant has dissolved into silence. And finally, there is the post-communion. It points us in the direction of our final end, heaven. The holy sacrifice offered here on earth is the means by which we shall pass into the glory prepared for us in heaven. Sub glorioso nomine Jesu, under the glorious name of Jesus. It's almost as if by using this expression in the post-communion, sub glorioso nomine Jesu, the church is suggesting that there is a kind of triumphal arch. The name of Jesus will pass under the arch into the glory of heaven. It's a lovely image. Sub glorioso nomine Jesu. Bow low then in adoration to pass under the glorious name of Jesus, confident that in the hour of his choosing he will bid you rise and meet his gaze face to face. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.